Sunday, December 18th, 2011, episode number 35. It's that time again. XJ Talk Show is on the air. Uh, okay, so it's a podcast, but you know what I mean. Anyway, here's Tony. Thank you, and uh, welcome to another episode of uh, XJTalk.com show. It's a mouthful, but uh, some find it interesting. My name's Tony. Uh, the uh, handle or nickname on uh, XJTalk.com is Mudroy. It's been a little while since I've done a podcast, been meaning to do one, and uh, have a lot of preparations on uh, getting things going, uh, making things a little sound a little better, and uh, I think I've been paying more attention to um, making, found, making things sound better instead of actually doing the podcast. I get in that, uh, that bad little circle of uh, messing around and messing around and not actually doing. It's a, a lifelong problem. It's like all these Jeep parts I got laying here that I need to uh, put on my Jeep. I need to get out there and do it. Actually, it's a good, you know it's good weather to, to do it here in uh, the Houston area because it's been pretty uh, pretty cool out. And uh, for a uh, a fat boy in a hot city, uh, well, close to a city, it's uh, <laughs> it's a welcome relief to have some cooler weather to uh, work in. So we'll get started here in just a second, and uh, thank you very much for joining in with us. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. And it'll probably be uh, after Christmas or Christmas before I do another podcast. So let me wish each and every one of, uh, of you members and listeners alike a very, very Merry Christmas and uh, a very Happy New Year. Although I'm, I'm sure I'll be having a podcast before the New Year. Uh, in my, uh, my normal day-to-day uh, work, uh, I actually, at this time of year, they do a, a shutdown of, of such, and uh, I guess it saves them some money. I've kind of gotten used to it. I've been with, uh, with the company I'm working for for three years now, and it's kind of nice because right at the end of the year, I can count on uh, days off. The, the downside to that is is that I get X number of days for vacation, and uh, I have to wait and see how many days they're actually going to be shut down at the end of the year. Uh, so it's kind of a forced vacation, but, uh, you know, it, especially in these days and times with the uh, the way the economy is, it's great to uh, have a job. And, and it, it was right as the economy was getting bad when I got this job. So three, year, three years later, same job, uh, same 
uh, horrible thing that I have to look out for, you know, forced vacation during the holidays. So, no, I'm not complaining. It's just, uh, you know, it's it's nice to have a little more leeway in things, but, but it's good. Uh, I remember, I think it was the first year that I was working for this company, uh, I took the uh, took the my, my red '98 Jeep out uh, on um, uh, wasn't Creekside Spring Creek. Uh, there was a little um, park up in uh, Spring, Texas, called Spring Creek, and I went up there with uh, Argonard, uh, first name of Vrini, and um, a uh, another um, XJ Talk member that has has since moved on to a uh, CJ Scrambler and doesn't visit the site very much more very uh not very often unfortunately but uh because i I was kind of interested in seeing that scrambler build but anyway we uh we three went out there i think actually there was four of us that went out there and uh, i took my oldest son for the his first uh, off-road trip he was about 22 23 at the time so uh it wasn't like he was uh you know seven or eight years old but uh but he really enjoyed it it was it was quite a lot of fun and it was uh, a good uh a good feeling getting uh taking all the uh effort that I'd put into the build taking it off road and you know getting it up and over obstacles I wouldn't say that it was any you know great rock crawling event or anything like that it was just dirt a little mud but uh, from just being on the streets most of the time, it was, uh, it was a definite change and uh, got a little adrenaline rush because you never know when you're, uh, in my case, daily driver might get, uh, might get damaged. Um, back whenever I was doing off-roading, whenever I was in my uh, early 20s, I was still concerned about uh, damaging my truck, but it was, uh, I guess I was less knowledgeable about what could happen. And uh, I, I blame that on experience as I've gotten older and, and seen more things. And uh, I think probably the worst case has been the Internet because there are so many stories of uh, uh, people uh, rolling their, their vehicles, uh, flipping them over, doing lots of da- – totaling them, basically. You know, uh, lots of comments of, uh, well, let's just make it into a <laughs> – let's make it into a buggy or, yeah, that'll buff right out. <laughs> I did not want that happening to my vehicle. I'm very attached to my, my vehicle. Love my Jeep. And uh, I don't think I mentioned on the last podcast, it's been, been a little while, we are now a, a three Jeep family. Well, I, I did, I, I, I'm sorry, I did mention about the, the 99 Jeep Cherokee. My hopes, and I may have expressed this, my hopes w- were that I would be able to get a, uh, a Jeep Cherokee, another Jeep Cherokee for my wife to drive. But uh, hopefully, I would be able to get her a Jeep Wrangler. Uh, she had wanted the Jeep Wrangler from when she was a very young adult, and and the same was true uh, for me. And uh, in fact, and, and I'm certain I've told this story before, um, when we bought this 98 Jeep Cherokee, uh, we were looking at a black uh, TJ, uh, black with hard top and uh, standard transmission, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I was able to find a... Um, 2003 um, red, same exact same color red as uh, the the 98 uh, Cherokee uh, TJ, and uh, had uh, 93,000 miles on it. Uh, five uh, five speed, 4.0, and uh, really really nice shape. Uh, hard top, and uh, it has the full doors, the hard top, and uh, it needed a little work. The uh, 
the struts on the back glass uh, wouldn't hold the, the glass up very well. Um, we took the top off of it right away. That was uh, one of the big uh, the big reasons for, for wanting that for uh, for both of us really. Um, but uh, it it already it had uh, 32 inch uh, all terrains on it when we got it. And I tell you what, I'm just really surprised at um, the gearing. There's such a huge difference, and I know I've heard this before, but I've never experienced it. There's such a huge difference between the gearing with a, oh, I should say the perceived gearing of a um, standard versus an automatic. Because that uh, Wrangler with the the same 4.0, but with a standard transmission is it's to me, I can't really tell a difference in it having the 32 inch tires with the 307 uh, gears and the differentials. That was just really amazing to me. And I, and I guess it's just because you have a lot more control over what gear you're in and how long you stay in that gear and so on and so forth. I think it's pretty funny. I was having some problems with, uh, with my uh, XJ and I was driving the Wrangler back and forth to work, and I could get there on uh, out on Jones Road whenever I would leave the office and get it into fifth gear, driving about 40 miles an hour, and I was I was turning about 1,100, 1,200 RPM, <laughs> just just above idle. <laughs> well, I guess idle's around 700, 800. So, you know, it was a few few hundred RPM, but still very very low RPM. Now, I didn't want to try to accelerate while I was in fifth gear at 40, 45 miles an hour, but uh, it was really cool to be able to see the RPMs that low. And, uh, you know, getting out on the, the freeway doing 70, 80 miles an hour, the RT- RPMs get up there. They're not up as high as what they are for my 98. Of course, my 98 has the 456 gears in it, and um, I get around 28 I guess it's around 2,800 RPM uh, driving down the highway, 70, 75 miles an hour. So it's uh, it's a big difference. But uh, I uh, when I when I learned that it had 32 inch tires, my my first thought was, oh great, I'm gonna have to spend, you know, I'm gonna have to drop about $1,500 on this to regear it. I can't even understand how they're able to drive the thing with this. Of course, at that time, I, I really thought that it had uh, the the 355 gears, like what my uh, XJ had and what the, the 99 XJ has, but nope, unfortunately not. And of course that's the sad thing about the, about the TJ, especially the, um, and I guess they started doing the, doing this in the, uh, uh, post 99 models. It comes with the Dana 35 rear end and has a, a low pinion, uh, Dana 30 up front. So if we were going to make this into an off-road vehicle, which we're not, it's really just a street vehicle. My, my wife is not a, an off-road person. Um, we've done some off-roading, but it, it just really makes her nervous and it uh, concerns her that we're going to flip over just, you know, basically level and still. <laughs> so, you know, to each their own. But she does like sitting up high and she does like uh, the, uh, the Jeep a lot. And she really, really wants to be able to take the, the top off of the Jeep herself. So uh, I've started looking into ways of getting the um, getting the uh, hardtop off. Uh, and right now, um, my stepson and I can, can easily take that off. And I did get one of those best top um, storage racks. 
to attach to the back of it. So, you know, you attach the rack to the back of the uh, the hard top and you uh, you unbolt it and pick it up and tilt it and sit it down on the wheels. And now you have a, a, a couple hundred pounds of hard top that you can just wheel around. Now, the next thing I really need to do uh, to, to, is figure out a way to store that hard top because we don't have a lot of room in the uh, in the garage. Fortunately, the the TJ is is much shorter than the XJ, so there is room to have the 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 hardtop in the garage in the same slot as the Wrangler, but it makes it a little difficult to to walk around in there. And if you're going to do anything in the garage, you really need to take uh, the uh, the Cherokee or the Wrangler out. So, like I said, I was hoping that I would be able to um, get my wife a Wrangler. That doesn't mean that we are getting rid of the the '99 uh, Cherokee. Um, Quite, uh, quite the contrary. My uh, oldest daughter uh, recently got her driver's license. She first had her permit, but she went ahead and, and got the driver's license. And uh, that's going to be her vehicle. And uh, her uh, younger sister will, be, uh, will start driving probably in the next year or so. And uh, they'll, they'll share that vehicle up until uh, the, the time that, like my twin friends used to do, uh, fight over the vehicle. I think... Uh, um, Gary would always complain that um, he did all the cleaning and putting the gas and everything into the uh, the pickup, and Carrie just drove it and left it uh, empty and dirty. <laughs> so I got to see firsthand how how two kids uh, deal with a vehicle, and uh, that was pretty cool. Gary had uh, it was eventually Gary's truck because. Carrie Carrie and Gary's parents got got Carrie another vehicle, and um, but uh, Gary had this uh, blue 1973 blue uh, pickup, and uh, he took very very good care of it. And in fact, that's how I learned about using Armor Roll on the tires and uh, spending hours and hours cleaning your vehicle. So yeah, we all had trucks. It was uh, it was pretty cool. I was the first one to to get a four wheel drive uh, out of that group. And uh, we had some uh, we had some fun in the four wheel drive, and made me a lifelong uh, four wheel drive fan. So anyway, uh, a little bit of rambling there about uh, what's going on with the uh, the Jeep family. In fact, that's all we have here at uh, the Motoroy household are Jeeps. Uh, we got the uh, the ninety eight uh, Cherokee, the ninety nine Cherokee, and now the two thousand three uh, Jeep Wrangler TJ. And that's all we're really planning on right now. I think uh, three vehicles is plenty and uh, more than enough to, to keep me busy. The, uh, the 99, if, if you've been listening to the past podcast, uh, I had expressed some concern on the 99 that maybe we had blown a head gasket on it. And, and I guess it's always possible. I still need to do another um, exhaust gas test on it. But we have not had any further problems with it. Um, the only problem that seems to be a reoccurring one is the, the belt squeaking. And uh, I was a little surprised. I went and bought the $15 uh, graduated thumb uh, belt tightening gauge from O'Reilly uh, some years ago just so I could tighten up the belt properly. Um, it, I, I can't judge the, the tightness of how of the belt on these things because they are so much tighter than what I was taught back in the, uh, the small block Chevrolet days. The, I, I'm, I'm very concerned about getting the belt too tight and actually wearing out the bearing in the, um, water pump. 
So I got this graduated thumb. I call it a graduated thumb because basically it's just a little thing that you <laughs> that you move um, into position and then put it on the belt and you press on it and you press on it until it clicks and then you read to see how much this little lever has moved along this uh, you know like a like a ruler and it, it it tells you there in pounds per square inch uh, how tight the belt is and I laughed when I saw it because it's it's the same thing that I was taught. Uh, whenever I was uh, tightening uh, one of the belts, one of the mini belts on the uh, small block Chevys, you put your finger or your thumb on there and you move it back and forth to see how, how tight the belt is. Well, that's what this is. It just has a, has a measuring device uh, associated with it, so you can be a little more precise with it. Anyway, my point is, is that I, I, I installed the new belt on the 99, and then I took my graduated thumb and put it on there, and tightened it and tested and tightened and tested and tightened and tested and I got it up to I think it was 110 pounds per square inch and I I went a little bit tighter on it because it's a new belt and I thought it probably would stretch a little bit well you know they're leaving uh, my daughter and uh, my wife are leaving the other day and it's it's squeaking with the air conditioner on it starts squeaking so I need to go out there and tighten it up again I'm going to put my graduated thumb back on it to see if it has stretched. Um, I guess it's possible that the air, compre- uh, the air conditioner compressor is a little tight and it's causing the squeak. Um, I think I can make it tight enough so that it won't, uh, won't damage the water pump and not squeak. Uh, that's my goal, my personal goal. The, uh, the 98 doesn't squeak, but you know I drive it all the time, so... I make sure that I get it right. Uh, the other one, uh, I don't drive, so I don't uh, give as much attention to it. I think that's just uh, probably human nature. You don't think about it as much. So anyway, the 99 is doing good. Does not appear to be having any issues, cooling issues. Uh, we'll find out for sure next summer. Uh, there is a plan in the works, though, uh, about replacing the engine in the 99. Uh, I, I recently had uh, had some problems with the 98 in as much as the torque converter would not lock up. Uh, I was having some problems with that, um, what is it, P0740 code coming up on, on occasion, like in around July, I guess. And uh, it would come and go. I would clear it and it would go away. It was kind of interesting because uh, because of the um, uh, Bluetooth OBD2 scanner that I have and the Torque software that I had on my Android smartphone, I was literally able to cl- check and clear the codes while driving. And uh, it's not recommended to do. I think on some vehicles it could actually cause the engine to stall. Uh, I don't have any kind of issues like that with mine, but I think I read that someplace. So just be warned if you try to do the same thing. But anyway, I would... Uh, you know, you can check the, the torque converter lockup simply by uh, driving at a steady speed around 50, 55 miles an hour or over 50. And then um, tapping the, the brakes, not, not stopping, not slowing down, but just, you know, basically making the brake light come on. You know, when somebody's following you too close, that type of, uh, that type of just tapping the brake. And when you do that, it sends a signal, uh, I guess, to the computer. And the computer says, oh, unlock the torque converter because you know we don't want it uh, we don't want it just uh, straight through connected straight through we want it, the torque converter to slip and you'll see the the rpm uh, raise about um, 100 or 200 rpm indicating that the torque converter is no longer locked 
uh, in tandem with the uh, the transmission and everything else. So, or I guess really what I should say is locked between the the transmission and the engine. So um, what was really cool was whenever I would get that code, the P0740 code, uh, the torque converter was not locking up. I could clear the code and it would start working again. And apparently that's very common. That's that's the way it's supposed to do. So that's what I was doing for, for quite a while. So I did some some checking. I bought some solenoids to because there was a possibility that the torque converter solenoid wasn't locking up or was causing it not to lock up. And I replaced those solenoids and it went from being a marginal problem to being a constant problem. So instead of uh, it being... Uh, occasionally coming up and the torque converter not working, it went to, as soon as I hit 50 miles an hour for 10 or 15 seconds, the check engine light would come on, you'd check it, it was a P0740. And and I could not get the the RPMs to drop, you know, past the 50 miles an hour. So the torque converter was not locking up. So I did some investigation for a few weeks and Finally, uh, got frustrated with it and uh, started talking to some transmission repair shops, and I was concerned that the the result was going to be, oh yeah, your uh, transmission needs to be rebuilt, or uh, or better yet, this. Oh yeah, um, well I don't know. It could be several things. How many miles do you have on your transmission? One hundred and seventy-four thousand. Oh yeah, you need a full rebuild. <laughs> so. I didn't really want to take it to uh, any of the big name transmission shops because I, I get, first off, I just don't like having people work on my, my vehicles. They do not care about your vehicle as much as you do. Uh, I don't care how they come across. Um, it's just, you know, if it was just something I was paying on every month and I had not take taken the time to add things, to replace things, to take care of, so on and so forth, if it was two years old and it had problems or three years old and it had problems and I was going to be trading it in and getting it, you know, what do I care? I mean, I just want it to go, keep going long enough to get me to, to the trade-in. And I just want to have it in a good enough condition so that I get top dollar for it. So it's a little bit different whenever you're modifying your vehicle to do things and you're, you're taking the time to research and, and think about and then taking the, the, the hours to um, make the modifications yourself. So I was very concerned about taking my, my vehicle to a shop. So I was looking for something that was perhaps uh, um, local owned and not a chain. I found, a, uh, I found what I thought was perfect was a, a really nice little uh, radiator shop over here in Katy. Uh, and when I say Katy, I mean old Katy, back uh, the, the, the Katy from the 50s. <laughs> it's not really from the 50s, but if you go over there and look, it's, it's much, very much a small town type thing as opposed to the multiple subdivisions that are, are called Katy. But really, you can see a stark contrast between the two, the smaller homes, the, uh, the larger open areas. Uh, they even have a, a feed and hardware store in Katy that I love going to because it reminds me of the, the Lynchburg feed and hardware store that uh, I used to ride my bicycle to when I lived in uh, Lynchburg, which is just a little subdivision just outside of Baytown and uh, very close to Highlands, Texas. So, uh, and if you're a Texan, uh, you probably are aware of the San Jacinto Monument, the San Jacinto Battleground, the Battleship Texas, all that. Well, there is a, a boat, a ferry, that will 
uh, take you from uh, the San Jacinto Monument uh, Battleship Texas side to the opposite side of the channel. And the opposite side of the channel is Lynchburg. So that little community is, uh, that's where I used to live. That's where I, I grew up. It was really neat. Uh, I had an acre of land to grow up on and lots of woods to, to go hunting with our pellet guns and such. So it was uh, it was really, really cool. I wish my, uh, my, my children could have the same thing. But it's very difficult to find a, a place like that, uh, I feel, and still be in close to where you work. Uh, my dad drove uh, uh, from Baytown to Houston every day. I think he, he drove 40 miles round trip every day. At any rate, <clears throat> so um, it was like a, a feed and hardware store that was there at Lynchburg. And it was pretty cool that feed and hardware store actually had baby chicks. So you could go over there and buy your you know your baby chicks and raise them and uh, or, or I, I'll, I'll, although I guess you could have just put them on a cracker I don't know I would assume that people grew up and then uh, got eggs or uh, got eggs and ate them I know our neighbors did but anyway it, at any rate it was a cool place so they have a this uh, feed and hardware store uh, in Katy and I like going over there and in fact they had the really big uh, D ring shackles like I, I wanted to put on my tree saver and uh, toe strap that I got recently. And uh, they were about, uh, gosh, they were about $13, I think. But they were the really big ones, so it was would be really easy to get the uh, the uh, tree saver strap in there. And uh, I got a couple of those from over there. And uh, they have, you know, nuts and bolts and things. It's not a, a huge place, but it's, uh, it's very nice. So at any rate, um, the... Uh, I've, I've kind of lost my way. I, I apologize. I've gone off on too many tangents and I came back a, as far as I could get and now I'm lost. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's what's going on with the Jeeps. We've got the three Jeeps and uh, going, getting back over to the, the thing that I probably should be talking about from the start is the, uh, the website, xjtalk.com. Now, if you're not familiar with xjtalk.com, and certainly you must be by now, we've uh, it's a, a little site that talks about Jeep Cherokees, and uh, we talk about other Jeeps, and we talk about things that aren't Jeeps. So uh, one of the things that uh, we've been doing here that's uh, a bit different, in October we had a giveaway, and it was uh, for a pair of DetourUSA.com A-pillar light mounts and a pair of KC... Um, highlight daylighters, uh, 100 watts. And um, we uh, basically what we did with that one was we said, uh, who can post the, mo- the most? Whoever can post the most wins. And uh, a gentleman by the name of uh, Tim Fox, I- I'm hoping I'm getting that name right, uh, won those. And uh, boy, he, uh, gosh, what did he have? 600 posts or something in a month? It was uh, it was amazing, and, and, and mind you, that was during the month of October. It was not total post ever; it was just the uh, the post in October. And uh, he did a real good job. He's uh, uh, really helped us out with the post counts, and hopefully, uh, it uh, has helped the site uh, getting getting more people posted and getting more people to post and more people to join. Then in November, we uh, we gave away another uh, Detours product. It was a brand new product that, that uh, Mark uh, at DetoursUSA.com has been working on called a knuckle bone. And uh, he's got a thing for, for bones. He's got the, 
uh, tailbone, he's got the um, backbone, and now he's come up with a knuckle bone. Uh, the tailbone is a, uh, a bumper, uh, a slimline bumper. Well, I'm sorry, no, I'm, I'm not saying that right. The slimline bumper is what I got. The, the tailbone is actually really cool. It is a, it's like a slimline, slim but, but it uses your stock bumper. So the piece that attaches to your Jeep Cherokee is uh, similar to the slimline, but you can still use your factory bumper. So you just kind of put a little cutouts in there, and you've got uh, you've got these uh, recovery points where you can put the D shackles, and uh, you can. Uh, uh, it has a um, a tire swing uh, tire carrier on it, and it's really really cool. I was I was really torn between getting the slimline bumper with a spare tire carrier and the tailbone. Um, I decided that I wasn't going to try to keep my vehicle looking stock. And I'd always thought to myself, you know, if I ever build another Cherokee, I'm going to try to keep it stock looking, but still have the ability to to carry a spare tire. And uh, also, too, the other part of it was the backbone, which is actually not the back. It's for the front. And it's a bumper, uh, a winch bumper. Um, Well, again, it uses your bumper that's on your Cherokee, but it has, you know, you notch the bumper and you put the winch plate. I mean, it has a winch plate and then it has the, the two player uh, recovery points where you can put D-rings. So it's really cool. You Again, you can, you can put a winch and a spare tire carrier on, on, your, on your Jeep Cherokee and still keep that, um, that stock look about it. So it, uh, it really appealed to me. Uh, I just went a different direction with a, a custom front bumper, winch bumper from uh, Detours and uh, the Slimline from Detours, which I love. I think it's great. But uh, there's something to say, something to be said for, for having the stock look but still having the function, functionality of a winch and carrying a spare tire. Oh, God, I hated carrying that spare tire in the... Uh, in the cargo area that was that was the only thing i could get in there if i went to uh, sam's to uh, buy some groceries they all went on top of the tire and uh, there was enough room there for it but it was just aesthetically it just didn't appeal to me I, and also too i was getting the uh, the carpet um stained with the the oil from the tire so at any rate i know that you guys some of, I'm, I'm turning some of you guys stomachs because the way you look at it is that's what a jeep's for you're supposed to make it dirty you're supposed to beat it up you're so no that's, that's fine you do it the way you want to do it i'm going to do it the way i'm going to do it anyway so um what we what we gave away was uh, this knuckle bone and the knuckle bone is is this cool idea that uh it's not a unique idea you guys have seen them before it's basically a, a tire carrier that connects to your two-inch receiver uh the uh, on the um class three hitch trailer hitch and uh, what Mark came up with was a way to do it where it would uh, lay down from a vertical position to a horizontal position, uh, not backwards, but to the side, which is, to me, a much better idea because now if you, have, you come out to your vehicle and you're parked around other cars, you, you can actually get that wheel down and off in, in a parking lot. And... Also, too, what if you just want to open up the back hatch? And if it's a, one of those uh, one of those uh, spare tire hitches that lays back, again, you need to have some room between the back of the vehicle and where the tire is going to lay over. 
So I thought that was pretty cool that this thing actually lays down to the side instead of back, uh, going straight back. And he also put some things in there that uh, makes it uh, very easy to secure the, 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 the knuckle bone to the two-inch receiver so that it doesn't get stolen. I mean, you know, gosh, it would be, it would be horrible to come out and see no spare tire and no carrier. <laughs> so he's developed a way to, to lock that thing in place. And uh, it is, uh, has some anti-rattle stuff built into it. So it doesn't rattle. Uh, it, it's difficult to steal. Of course, anything can be stolen. It's difficult to steal. And uh, it, uh, I think it handles up to 33-inch tires. And I think it really depends on where your uh, two-inch receiver is. If it's up high, like built into the bumper, um, then uh, you may not have as much uh, clearance. If it's down low, then you may have more clearance. If you have eight inches of lift on your vehicle, you're going to have you know, more room to drop the tire down. But really, uh, Mark's guidelines is it's good up to a 33-inch tire. And don't quote me on that. Go to XJ Talk. Go to detours uh, detoursusa.com and, ch- and check out the specifics. If Mark doesn't have the, uh, the knuckle bone up on his site yet, just send him an email or give him a call. Uh, he'll uh, be happy to talk to you about it. And I think the things were going for like 250 bucks. So, and it doesn't cost as much to, to ship because it's not as heavy as a, a full bumper, which is the, the beauty of the tailbone and the knuckle bone as well. They, they're not as heavy as the full thing, um, the full size deal. I know because I've, I've paid a lot of shipping getting those uh, heavy bumpers uh, um, from uh, Massachusetts and then Kentucky to uh, KD, Texas. So we gave away the knuckle bone, and, and actually one of our moderators uh, won it. That, uh, the November contest, was uh, getting people to, uh, new members to register on the site. And uh, they had to mark you as a referral. Uh, and not only that, they needed to make at least two posts. So it was kind of a point system. I think you got two points for uh, a, new member, uh, a new member referral. And then you got uh, three points for every post that they made. And the interesting thing was uh, we had a couple of people that I actually thought was going to win it that uh, had um, uh, several members join, but those members didn't post very much. And uh, Steve had one member join, and I don't think it was even his intent to, uh, to try to win, the, the, win this prize in the contest. He was just being a good guy and, and, and referring people to the site. And the guy that he uh, that he referred, you know, put him down as a, the person that referred him, and then got on there and was just posting. Gosh, I guess he did thirty, forty posts during the month of November, and uh, uh, he won by uh, Steve won by a wide margin. He he had the most points, and uh, he he just received the the knuckle bone. I think uh, yesterday, day before. Uh, well, yesterday he he posted up on XJ Talk about uh, the. Uh, how it mounted on the vehicle. Now, Steve already has, he's already gone, he, he's a big fabricator. He's done a lot of work to his uh, to his uh, uh, XJ. It's a really interesting story. Uh, you, you should check that out. Steve, which is uh, 4.3 LXJ on xjtalk.com. And he's done a lot of work, and one of the things he did is he got a, a um, one of the old stock, I think this is right, I think I think that's a, an old stock XJ um, uh, tell, uh, spare tire holder that, that you have on there, Steve. 
and uh, he modified it to fit on his his vehicle. So it's it's uh, he already has that on his uh, custom aluminum bumper that he built. <laughs> but uh, since it does have a two inch receiver, he went ahead and, and you know uh, mounted it up and took some pictures and showed how it worked and it was a real real nice write up. And I really appreciate that, Steve. Thank you. Um, but uh, I think his uh, his intent is his son has a an XJ as well that does not have a spare tire carrier. So I think <clears throat> I think that's where it's going to go. I think that's where it's it's destined. But it was uh, it was nice to see it on uh, on Steve's rig. Now, you know, I'm saying this, and I might may make Steve feel really bad if he hadn't told his son that it, that he was uh, going to give it to him. And uh, he likes it so much, he's going to keep it for himself. <laughs> if that's the case, Steve, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, don't tell me if you don't want people to know. Or at least tell me, don't say anything, because I haven't made up my mind yet. No, I think Steve's going to keep uh, keep his uh, his uh, spare tire holder on there. He Again, it goes back to one of those things where you do a lot of time and effort and work. You want to be able to... Um, you know, I'll sit back and go, yeah, I did that. And and the neat thing about Steve is he's he's built some very nice looking uh, bumpers. I like the the rear bumper he has because it has a a space for a winch in the back. So you know that I'd really like that. That really would impress the people at the mall. or comment that you'd like to hear on the show? Just call 530-675-4102 any time of the day or night and leave it on our voicemail. Hey, I just wanted to tell you about xjtalk.com. It's a great site. There's no bashing. Everybody's nice and friendly. Great place to be. Hey, Tony. My name is Mike. I go by Mafonzolo on the forum. I've been a Jeep guy for about 10 years, and I own two XJs and one MJ. I wanted to pass a trick along to you and all the other XJ guys who are listening. It has to do with the well-known overheating issue with our XJs. As you know, the mechanical fan clutch that the XJs have is thermostatically controlled by a spring on the front of the fan clutch. It has been my experience that this thermal control does not operate as it should, even on new clutches. If you pull the fan clutch off the Jeep and look at the front of it, where the wound spring is, you will see that the outer end of the spring is held by a clip, and the other end at the center of the spring is attached to a shaft on the fan clutch. The idea is that once the Jeep gets hot enough, the spring expands and turns the shaft into engaged position, which in turn engages the fan clutch. This is why a 180-degree thermostat doesn't help with overheating. It's because the fan clutch doesn't engage until the temperature hits about 195 degrees. I found that most of the time it doesn't engage even then. 
so the trick is to engage it manually. Looking at the front of the fan clutch, take the outer end of the spring that is held by the retaining tab and pop it free. Sometimes there's a dab of glue in this spot. Just clean that off. Once you pop the outer end of the spring from the retaining tab, spin it counterclockwise 180 degrees and lock it behind another tab on the opposite side. That's it. Now put the fan clutch back on your Jeep. This has the same effect as if the spring were to expand under high temperature and puts the fan clutch into an always engaged mode. When you start your Jeep now and drive it, you should hear the fan roar like a jet. This is what the fan should sound like with the clutch fully engaged. None of the clutches I've ever bought or used sound like this, even with the Jeep running hot, which leads me to believe that the thermostatic control on the clutch is not sensing the temperature of the motor correctly. Doing this will keep your Jeep running cooler in the hot weather. Come winter time, I just spin the spring back around to where it was so the Jeep doesn't overcool. Well, that's it. If all this sounds too confusing, I can make a YouTube video on how to do it and throw it up on the forum. Well, that's it for me. Keep up the great work, and I'll be looking forward to the next podcast. Peace. Well, that was a great tip, and uh, one that I had read about before, but it was beautifully explained uh, by this uh, xjtalk.com uh, member. And uh, his, uh, it's another one of those, uh, one of those names, uh, nicknames that people come up with that they have to explain to me before I can remember it. And uh, he's Mafunzalo, which is, which is basically my funds are low, like it is the case for all of us that, ha- that uh, have had a Jeep for very long. <laughs> so uh, really appreciate that, Mike, and uh, thank you uh, for taking the time to call in. And uh, if you would like to have your uh, questions or, or comments uh, uh, called in, uh, I mean, if you would like to have them played on the show, please call in and uh, leave them on our voicemail. It's a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail. You don't have to worry about uh, ringing somebody's phone and bothering them at 2 o'clock in the morning uh, or having to uh, speak with somebody uh, when you call. It's uh, just voicemail. So if you call and just leave a message, if you would say who you are, um, what your name on XJ Talk is, what's your first name, and where you're located. That would be a, just really, really cool. Uh, it's just kind of an interesting thing for people to hear, you know, like if you're in their part of the country, uh, so on and so forth. And also, too, they may want to ask you some questions on the site. But anyway, that number is 530-675-4102. And, you know, if you don't have one of those uh, plans, which most everybody does these days, where you can call anywhere in uh, the United States for free, or at least that's part of your plan so you don't pay extra for it, uh, you know, send me a message. Uh, I can uh, read your your tip or your information on the air. Uh, just send it to, to send me a private message, Motoroy on xjtalk.com. Or if you'd like for me to call you, I can call you and record your, your message or comment. Maybe even we could talk a bit. So, again, you can send me that private message on xjtalk.com or um, just uh, drop me an email at uh, motoroy at xjtalk.com. So, Motoroy at xjtalk.com. We welcome and look forward to your questions and comments. Dial 530-675-4102 and leave your message on our 24 by 7 voicemail. Well, guys, that's about it for tonight. I really appreciate you uh, taking time to download, listening to the podcast. 
and uh, hopefully we're going to have a, a few more of these at a regular basis and uh, might even be doing the, uh, the video side of this here in the next couple of episodes. I've uh, been looking at some uh, high-def uh, webcams and uh, if we can find some stuff for you to look at besides me talking, <laughs> it might be, uh, might be something you can look forward to seeing on YouTube. Which means that if you are interested in uh, watching some videos uh, on YouTube, xgtalk.com, we put the videos up on YouTube first, and that's just uh, youtube.com slash xjtalk. So uh, if you like uh, videos, go over there and uh, subscribe to xjtalk.com, or xjtalk, I should say, and uh, watch the videos, and you'll see, uh, see those on the site as well. So either place. But you'll probably uh, see the show if and when we do the video portion of it just on YouTube. If you'd like to be a... Uh, uh, a caller uh, where we interview you and talk about what you're doing with your Jeep or just things that are going on, uh, you know, laws that may be affecting your ability to wheel off-road, uh, new products that are coming out. If you're a, a vendor and uh, you got something to sell, happy to talk to you about your product. So, uh, again, you can use that same number, 530-675-4102, to uh, give me a call and uh, we can schedule something love doing the interviews love uh, talking to people about uh, their jeeps and you know just what's going on in their lives makes uh, the show interesting uh well it makes it more interesting for me frankly than uh, me just talking all the time so thanks very much for uh, tuning in and uh hopefully uh we'll have a show next week if not sooner so just keep touching uh, base back with the site and see what we got available for you Everybody have a good night, a very Merry Christmas, and uh, a very Happy New Year. Oh, and uh, hang on at the end of the show here. I'm going to have a very special song that a friend of mine did. I just wanted to say XJ Talk is the best fucking site in the fucking world. And if you think you know of a better fucking site, fuck you. By the way, this is Big Jim 350. Oh, red Jeeps are sexy. <laughs> okay, and as a, a special Christmas bonus, here's a uh, original song done by a friend of mine, Tom Rapp, and it's called Christmas Cheer. He uh, created it last year, and uh, it's a very catchy tune. I really enjoy it, and, and uh, I hope you do too. You can uh, hear more of Tom Rapp's uh, tunes and read more about what's going on with him on his website, TomRappShow.com. That's uh, rap with two P's. Christmas is my favorite time of year. Christmas is my favorite time of year. Everybody knows when it is near. Children yells and jingle bells. Give me something no one sells And fill that cup on up with Christmas cheer Christmas is the time to celebrate Throw some more of that turkey on my plate Don't sit home, don't be alone Call some friends up on the phone And fill that cup on up 
with Christmas cheer. I know what I'm gonna go and ask Santa for. I'm gonna get a present just for me. She's cuddly and she's sweet, a girl that I adore. Just put a gorgeous doll under my tree. Christmas is the time to celebrate. Throw some more of that turkey on my plate. Remember that you're not alone. Read some letters from back home and fill that cup on up with Christmas cheer. That's Tom Rapp, TomRappShow.com. Go over there and download you a copy. Merry Christmas, everyone.